Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. Well, good morning. I know when Woody comes in, it's time to start. It's been a great morning this morning, and I just, I was very blessed by some of the contributions because it ties in really with what I want to speak about this morning. And I want to talk this morning about let's build together. Let's build together the kingdom of God. And I'm using, uh, we're still in Romans, so if you've got Bibles, could you please turn to Romans chapter 15. There's so much more in Romans we can dig out. It's just an endless well, really. And I'm reading from Romans 15, verse 1, the first six, chap- six verses. Six chapters. First six verses. We who are strong must be considerate of those who are sensitive about these things. These things, in the, in the previous chapter, Paul was talking about criticism in the church. We must not just please ourselves. We should help others do what is right and build them up in the Lord. For even Christ didn't live to please himself. As the scriptures say, the insults of those who insult you, O God, have fallen on me. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teachers, and the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. May God, who gives this patience and encouragement, help you to live in complete harmony with each other, as is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. Then all of you can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And this morning, I want to focus on building one another up and building together in him. And I really want to focus on these two sections of this scripture where it says we should help others to do what is right and build them up in the Lord. And then we can all join together with one voice. We often talk about buildings when we're together as a body. And we can, be, we can get fixated on getting a building. But what are we building? And I often ask that question to people when they come to us about joining the body here I say well what do you want to build in your life what are we actually building and do we see a building as a building or a body of believers being built together okay and there is a difference there's a difference between a building and building together God sees it like this he says in Ephesians 4 he said he makes the whole body fit together As each part does its own special work, he helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Buildings are about bodies. They're not about bricks. They're not about bricks. The message um, translates the same verse in this way. It says, his very breath and blood flow through us nourishing us so that we will grow up healthy in God, robust in love. The body is not about bricks. The building is not about bricks. It's about bodies. It's about being built together in him. And when I say built together in him, I don't mean that it's a club, it's a society, it's a membership, 
it's an association, it's not even a common sense of purpose. It's being built together in him. You see, because in a very real sense, when you're stronger, I'm stronger. And when you're weaker, I'm weaker. A lot goes into building a building. You have to have the right materials. You have to have the right materials for the walls. You have to have the right materials for the floor, the foundations. You have to have the right materials for the roof. But nothing is more important than our foundations. Our foundations are key to building a great building. They both need to be strong personally and corporately. And we all know the story about Matthew, in Matthew 7 about the wise man who builds his house upon the rock. And in, the, in verse 24 of verse 7 of Matthew, I'm just reading from the voice here. It says, those people who listen to me, those people who hear what I'm saying and live according to my teachings, they are like a wise man who built his house on a rock, a firm foundation. And Paul then goes on to say in 1 Corinthians 3.10, Because of God's grace to me, I have laid a foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it. But whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful. Now others are building on it. We are the others. We are the others. We are building on that foundation. And Paul goes on to say in Ephesians 2.20, you are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself, the chief cornerstone. You are built, not a building, you are built. Not a building, not bricks, you are built. Because we are the builders and we're building into one another, building one another into each other, carefully knitted together, making the house of God. Can I have my first slide up, please? So... 20 years ago, um, probably more than that, Mandy and I bought a house in Broughton Astley. And if you go to the second slide, and that's what it looked like. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> and um, those are the foundations. They look very small. When you start a building like this, it always looks small. Well, that's what my wife said. The kitchen looks really small. But that's where you've got to start. You start with the foundations. And if you go back to the previous slide, and this is what the view of the road looked like. And there was no houses there. It just looked, it looked like a building site. But the foundations are key in any building. And God has a blueprint. He has a blueprint for the body. And he also has a blueprint for your life personally. Because he wants to build you into his house he wants to build you into his body and so foundations are key to any building because without good foundations as it says in Matthew the winds will come the rains will come and the house will fall down and in some versions it says it would be calamitous because the wise man builds, builds his house upon the rock and so foundations in a building are everything and I just want to encourage people this morning Personally, make sure that your foundations are good and they're solid. That you've got a good confession, that you know Jesus Christ as Lord, that you've been raised in baptism and that you're filled with the Holy Spirit. 
and that you're building on good, solid ground. Then, uh, can you put the third slide up for me? Then the bricks start to come. The bricks start to come. And you know, God, we are all bricks in his house, but God joins us together. And as the bricks go up, the house starts to take shape. They're carefully put together. There's some scaffolding there because some of the bricks need a bit of support as the house goes together. There are some weaker members, but they're vital. Every single brick is vital. There is no one brick that can say, I'm more important than the other one because every bit is vital to the house. And then the bricks are joined together by the mortar. And I'd just like um, Andrew, when, before Andrew was joined this church, he came one Sunday and he shared a word about the mortar holding the bricks together. And when Andrew shared this word, when he sat down, I thought, that's a man I can build with. And I just felt, Andrew, that you should just share that word again because I felt it was so important at the time. Yeah, sure. Um, if I had a pile of bricks here and I started to lay them on top of each other and I built a wall this high, quite thick, uh, but I didn't put any mortar in, I could just push it over very easily and it'd be all wobbly and, and things like that because bricks are irregular things. You think that they're very regular, but they're not. They've got little nodules sticking out and, uh, uh, and they're different colours and they've come from a different part of the kiln where they've been fired. So you can't stack them up. You need something to take out all of the irregularities. And that's what the mortar does. The mortar separates the bricks from each other, but it also sticks them together. If you, uh, uh, the, the guy that taught me that was a guy, this is 48 years ago, in uh, building technology college that I was at, a guy called uh, Mr. Tewkesbury, very proper chap, he always wore, wore a, a, a bow tie. Uh, and he, 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 he taught me that. And you know, I've thought of that ever, ever since. Whenever I see a group of people like that, like you, or anywhere, um, we're like bricks. We're like the irregular bricks. We're, some of us are uh, uh, a bit bent because of the, 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 uh, uh, the, the, ki the kiln bends us. Some of us are different colours. Some of us are, have got little irregularities. But the Holy Spirit is like the mortar that, that binds us all together. The Holy Spirit takes out of all of those irregularities. If you look at a wall of bricks when you leave here, just look at how many different bricks there are in a wall. They all look the same until you really look. And they, you'll find that they're all different. But the one thing that is common in a, brick, in a, in a wall is the mortar that runs through it. It's co a constant colour. And that's what makes brickwork beautiful. Thanks, Andrew. That's great. So all the bricks are different. If we look at verse 2 in the section I read, it says, we should help others to do what is right and build them up in the Lord. And in the Amplified Version, it says, let each of us please his neighbour for his good. Now that doesn't mean that we're man-pleasers. It doesn't mean that we agree with everything they say. But what it means is, is that we 
bring things into their lives for their good. Now, sometimes in the past, believe it or not, I've been told things about my life that I didn't want to hear. Um, I've been instructed, I've been corrected. And um, that's not what, you know, it's been a challenge for me. But even now, not so much now, but even now people have come to me and they'll say, I've got this word for you, I feel you need to change your attitude on this. And I say, yes, Phil. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, know <that> that word, <laughs> I know that that word comes to me to make me happy because I want people to be happy. And when you see a brick layer laying bricks, sometimes you'll see them and they'll put the bricks in the mortar and they tap them down and I love that sound. And sometimes they'll be cutting the corners off the bricks or shaping the bricks. And for some of you, you need to be tapped and you need to be pushed down into the body. You need to be put into position where you need to go. And for some of us, we find that difficult. Sometimes when the, the master builder starts to cut the end off or ch take the corner off to fit into the body, you might not like that. You, might fight that. you might find that a bit difficult. But what you need to know is that that is for your good because God wants to make you happy. He wants you to fit into the body perfectly and to be shaped. And so sometimes when the Lord speaks into your life, which is often through leaders, you need to remember that because God is shaping you. He's taking the edges off. He's making you fit perfectly into the mortar because all correction leads to edification. We don't correct people to tear them down, to diminish them, to make them feel small. We do it because we want to make them strong. Because some of the bricks are never even seen, but they all provide strength. Some of them are covered, but they're always there. And every single brick is vital to the structure and the integrity of the body. Years ago, I used to be in a more traditional church. I used to hear this expression, oh, he's a pillar of the church. There are no pillars in this church. You know, it was like, well, he's a pillar of the church. If he wasn't here, things just wouldn't happen. Things would, you know, it wouldn't go forwards. There are no pillars in this church because every single brick is vital. Every single brick is vital. But there will come times when you're tapped. And remember that because God wants to shape you into his body. The church has windows. There's a window picture somewhere. No, another one. Let's go to the next one. There we go. So this was the back of the house and there are no windows in at the moment. But there is a space. And spaces are left for windows to go in. And I was really blessed this morning when uh, Maria shared about the oasis of light. Because windows are in a house to let light in, but they're also to let light out. And there's a great scripture in Psalm 119 which says, The entrance of God's word brings light. And God wants to shine his light into the house. He wants the word of God to come into his house so that people are changed. But then in Matthew it goes on to say that, we are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Instead, the, light, the lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everybody. 
And so when the, when the house comes together, when God builds the building, builds the body, it shines out the light of his glory so that people can see it. And also that his light comes in so that the people grow within the house. That's just wonderful. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. This is my favorite slide. <laughs> There's power in the house. When they build a new house, all the power is in the middle of the house because this is the upstairs. So there's power in the middle of the house. It's in the centre of the house. It runs down the walls downstairs and it runs up the walls upstairs. And it reaches every part of the house. Power is available all over the house. Power is everywhere. There is no exceptions. No rooms are left out. No parties left out. Every part of the house has power. Power is not exclusive for life group leaders. Power is not exclusive for elders. Power is not exclusive for anybody. It's available for everybody. It's in the house. Water is available in the house. There's water in the house. The kitchen, the utility room, the cloakroom, the bathroom, the ensuite. They all have water. It's available in the house. And water and electricity, they speak to me of the Holy Spirit. Because as the builders build the house, it's totally entwined and integral to the house. It's not bolted on. It's not something that's an afterthought. It's totally and utterly integrated. In my, in my secular job... Um, I sell, off, uh, sell seating and we sell fabric. And there's a, there's a term because some people are, have to have fire retardant fabrics. And you can treat a fabric, you can spray something on it which makes it fire resistant. But there's something else you can do to fabric and it's where you actually weave something into the fabric and it's called inherently flame retardant. And God wants his power to be inherent in the house. That it's in every part of the house. It's weaved into part of our DNA. It's in the mortar. Have you ever been in a house where there's no power or electricity? I've never experienced a long-term power cut. I've never experienced a long-term water cut. But I do know that when it happens just for an hour, it's like, it's horrible. You know, you... There's no water in the house. There's no power in the house. How am I going to make a cup of tea? We assume at home that every time we switch the switch or turn the tap, power and water are instant. And we should assume that in the body of Christ. That power and water is instant. God wants power in our lives. He wants it to be so integral. He wants it integral in our lives and integral in the church. If we look at verse 1 again, it says, We who are strong must be considerate of those who are sensitive about things like this. We must not just please ourselves. And the Amplified puts it this way. He says, If you consider yourself strong in comparison to your brother, in your convictions and your robust faith, faith use your strength to serve your brothers in Christ instead of using your strength just to please yourself. You know, we must first remember that our strength comes from him and only from him. And we should all recognise that 
All we have is of him. All we have is of him. All our power, which could be our wealth, our abilities, our skills, our anointing, is all of him. And I found this scripture the other day in Proverbs 24, and I was so blessed when I'd read it. I'd never read it before. And it says this, it says, A wise man is strong and is better than a strong man. A man of knowledge increases and strengthens his power. I'll read that again. A wise man is strong and is better than a strong man. And a man of knowledge increases and strengthens his power. And when I thought about that, I thought it's the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. His word. Sorry, folks, we've got to get onto the word again. You see, it's not physical strength, but it's the power of the Holy Spirit within us. And that's the same for all of us. And knowledge is power. We've all heard that before. And I just, I felt so encouraged after reading that scripture. I thought, I need to spend more time in the word because it's going to increase my power. I'm going to be more powerful because we can all be strong in him when we spend more time in the word. You see, when we spend more time in the word, we will exude more power in the body. We'll come on a Sunday and we'll be bursting to share something that God has revealed to us that week. Because the word of God just flows out of us. We can't keep the word of God inside of us. And we start finding that we're reaching out to other people in the body. We're reaching out to pray for people. We're reaching out to bring a word to somebody. And the bizarre thing is that when we start to do that, we actually find that it builds us up. We actually feel built up by doing that. But the even more bizarre thing is that you might think, well, you know, if I start doing things like that, it'll make me feel good. You know, I get a nice warm, fuzzy feeling inside. It'll increase my profile in the body. No, it doesn't do any of those things. But it actually joins us together and makes the house stronger, makes the house actually stronger. So I want to encourage you, just take a couple of moments and think, well, when did I actually last sit down and have a really good meal in the Word? When did I actually last sit down and read the Word and it actually said something to me that affected my life? Um, Many, many years ago, David said something to me which really helped me. He said, Every morning, he said, I read the word, and he said, something in that word that I've read, I apply to something or somebody during that day. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. And that has always been true for me ever since. And so I'd like to challenge you in that way. The house has a roof. So there's the roof. So you can see the roof going up there. And a roof talks about protection from the storm. You know, some, some people in the body are going, to be, are going to be roof tiles, but it provides shelter, and it's a symbol that God has got everything covered. A couple of weeks ago, I was in a hotel, and I was in the bathroom, and there was a sign on the wall, and it said, need anything? Question mark. And then underneath it, it said, toothpaste, shaving cream, soap, various other things. And at the bottom, it said, we've got it covered. We've got it covered. And God has got everything covered. He's covered our circumstances. He's covered our situations. He's covered our sin. 
And we are asking, we are seeking many to come under his roof. We need to, all, we need to come under his roof. If we're flaky on the edges this morning, folks, we need to come under his roof. We need to call men to come under his roof. This is not about becoming the biggest church. By calling people under his roof, that is, an, that is the effect of that. But it isn't about numbers. It becomes about numbers, but our primary purpose is that we want to call men to Christ. This is his house. It's not a static place. It's not a physical building. It can be mobilized at any time. It's interesting that the Israelites were in the desert and they were always on the move. They never had a building. Whenever the cloud moved, they moved. And it's interesting that once, when we read through scripture and we get to David and Saul and they had a building, all the wheels seemed to fall off. Now, hear me carefully now. I'm not saying that buildings are bad, physical buildings. I'm not saying that. But we mustn't be restricted by them. Because we are more. We are more than a physical building. Because we are the body of Christ. Let's go down to verse 5. Paul starts with this prayer. And he says, May God... That sort of gives me a clue, it's a prayer. Who gives this patience and encouragement, help you to live in complete harmony with each other as is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. Then all of you can be joined together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's a prayer. And if we go to the next slide, there's still a lot more work to do here. It's great before health and safety. You, know, you could just wander around building sites and look at houses. God has work to do in the house. Parts of the house have still got to be tooled and shaped. And some parts haven't arrived yet. But God sees them. He's sending us other parts that we need. And that's really exciting. Do you know, when we were meeting in Starbucks... God knew that Woody and Tilly were going to come to the body. God knew that before we did. When we were meeting in Starbucks, God knew that David and Maria Vasey were going to come to the body. Isn't that amazing? And if you weren't in Starbucks, when we met in Starbucks, God knew that you were coming to be part of this body. And I'm so excited about that. Because as I stand here today... There are people out there that God knows are coming to this body to help build this body. Isn't that amazing? That is so amazing. God already knows. In the eye of God, he knows. But we have to be patient. And like the fellow who prayed for patience, Lord, I want it now. You know? But God is a God of patience. And sometimes we're in a hurry to see things happen quickly. But God knows what he's doing. And those people are coming to it. I just had this vision of, I was driving down the motorway on, on Thursday and there was this lorry and it had got these great big, you know, like the roof trusses on. And I'd, I'd been preparing this and I thought, yeah, there's a, there's a lorry coming to us with people on. There's another bit of the house that's coming to us. And I don't know when it's going to come, but it's going to come. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. We need to be patient with God. And God's delays are not his denials. God's delays are not his denials. 
And I think for some of us this morning, you know, we're believing God for something and it's not happening. But his delays are not his denials because he knows, he sees beyond where we see. Can I have the next slide? So this is my son who's not here, so he'll be delighted I'm showing this. But this is his bedroom. And as you can see, there's no carpet on the floor, no plaster on the walls, there's no roof, there's no window. But he knew that was going to be his bedroom. He had a vision. And I've got a vision this morning. And I know that God is going to produce and build in us a most fantastic, glorious house, a most wonderful expression of his kingdom in this town. Because he's got a plan. And um, Alex had a plan. (laughs) And it all came to fruition. You know, the red wall, the blue wall, the curtains with the minis on, mini cars on the blue carpet and all the nice furniture. He knew it was coming because I know God is going to build his church. Hallelujah. Can I ask you to turn to Proverbs 24? That's great. No, no, I need that slide. That's great. So in Proverbs 24, verse 3 to 4, it says this, A house is built by wisdom. And become strong through good sense, the word. That's the Stephen Russell Amplified Version. Through knowledge, the word, its rooms are filled with all sorts of precious riches and values. And this is a a shot of our our lounge. Um, That's where the fire is going to be. That's where the bay window is going to be. And uh, that's where the TV is going to be in the corner. And God is going to furnish the house. And it will be strong. And through our knowledge of him, it will be filled with riches and valuables. And if we go on to the next slide, that's what it looked like a few months later. TV's in the corner, most important. The drapes are up, there's plaster on the wall, it's painted, and there's beautiful furniture. And God is going to fill it and make it right. But the interesting thing here, and I, this, I didn't realise this, but there are gifts. And Phil, Phil regularly brings us a word about gifts. And I think he brings us that word because some of us need to hear it and we need to keep hearing it. Because God is going to bring gifts into the house. And we're going to open the gifts and we're going to use the gifts. And the gifts are for everybody. There are gifts for everybody in the house. So don't feel that the gifts are just for some people. Because God is going to furnish the house and he's going to bring gifts into the house for us to open. The door is open. The door is open to our house. The house doesn't have to be finished before the doors are open because there's more bits to come yet. But God is going to bring those bits to the house. And then finally, the house is completed. And it doesn't look anything like the first slide. But God has brought all, the, all those things together to complete the house. And when the house is completed, but in a sense the house is never completed, it's effective in the earth, it gives supply, it has power, and it has covering. And God's house is in the town. It's not a house, it's not a building, it isn't really made of bricks, it's us. We are the body of Christ, moving and effective in the earth 
changing lives, bringing people under our covering, filling them with power, giving them hope, giving them purpose, allowing them to move in all the gifts that they want to move in. I just want to finish with a hymn. I won't sing it, I promise. Um, And I found this hymn the other day. And it's by a guy called Donald Sharp, who I've never heard of. And I just want to read this to you, what he said. He's talking about the church. And he says this, Free from every carnal pleasure, free from all formality, she is guided without measure, for the sun has made her free. On the rock she stands forever against the gale of sin and wrong. Because she's on the rock of ages, still the church is moving on. Glory, glory, hallelujah, for the church is moving on. Wave the banner of salvation till the dawn of the rising sun. Holiness is stamped upon her, purity remains within. The church of God is moving onwards, free from every stain of sin. Few there may be in size and number, she is unlike the church of men. But the quality within her is the same when first began. Unity prevails within her. It's bonded by that love divine. O church of God, keep moving onwards. Crown of victory shall be thine. Jesus Christ is Lord and Master. He's the door to this great fold. Every member of this union has a heart that's pure as gold. Every rule and proclamation exceeds the creeds of sin and wrong. The government is on her shoulder. So the church is moving on. This is the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. And I just want to encourage you this morning. Let's not get caught up in buildings. But let's know that, let us realise and know that we are the building. And God is joining us together by his spirit to be a light and a power in this town to draw men to himself. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.